Welcome to the family with Doug Sprinthal and Andy Rampernard. And we will have, of course, Tim Lammers joining us. A bunch of news, all kinds of stuff. Be back. Kick it off with the family. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So what's the latest? The well, latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us, we talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful, no question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say... Why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? <laughs> and I just had no answer for <laughs> He just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people, they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state. So we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean, Bryant. Walzer Automotive Group, Walzer.com, and Doug Sprinthal. What a busy, exciting day it is. What's that happiness? <laughs> I'm just happy. It's beautiful. You are happy. It is gorgeous. It's going to be 82 tomorrow. Boat still in the water last uh, weekend, yeah. going down to the marina tomorrow. Is it, is it the last weekend, you think? Well, for us, yeah. They, they pull yeah. them out in weeks because, they, you know, they get 300 boats down oh, there at King's yeah. Cove. They can't okay. all get them out at the same time. But we always enjoy the fall. Uh, and if you enjoy the fall, what better way to do it than behind the wheel of a brand new Nissan, Nissan Titan? What would you think of that segue? That was really good, except for the when you went. Well, I'm not a radio guy. <laughs> That's Can you a good say thing, actually. Nissan Titan? Nissan Titan. We got a cool deal on these, and I'm actually really surprised that our, two, our Nissan stores in Coon Rapids and Burnsville, we only have 12 of them in stock between the two stores. Uh, but Nissan, you can get 0% financing for 84 months. I think that's as long as your KQ contract, isn't it? 84 months, yep. That's so about right. So you could buy a new Nissan from J-Lo or Dan Rush, and by the time it's paid off, you don't have to listen to Tom anymore. Yeah, you know, I'll be gone. It'll be fantastic. Take us out. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. <laughs> Who's this? This is, this is me. That's not me. It's the guy that played. Here, run this for a little bit, Andy. Funny story. So he's a guy, IT guy at Walzer named Ted Watson, just a badass rock drummer. Apparently. But he can't play funk at all. And I, I in this really? album we did in 1974, Tunes, we, one of the songs was this song. Just keep it up for a little bit longer. That's as far as it went. Oh, sorry. It's, I only have 22 seconds of it. Sorry. Well, we can start it over. No, no, it, but it, it, it's the intro to a, oh. it's a Red Hot Chili Peppers version of Tell Me Something Good by Shaka Khan. Really? Because he can't play funk. I said, all oh. right, give me the double kick bass drum intro, and we'll just rock it. And it's, I'll send you the whole thing. It's actually a really cool version. But. I like to start our show with that from now on. There you go. Okay. I do. Yeah, because the other one, we, that's probably not, we, we can't use that anymore anyway, can we? It's probably a good idea to change it. Oh, the Sopranos. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a good idea to change it. The Sopranos, they probably got pissed off at this point. I'll, I'll probably be dead Well, if by you here. have the fall thing, then you can send it to me, and I'll like make it into an intro. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'll go. send Perfect. you the whole file. Okay. Perfect. Ted, Ted Watson, you're now famous. There you go. Ted Watson. You know what you just did? Uh, is that it? Is that everything? That's the whole commercial. I think that five minutes is long enough. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> Not, not for Michael Bryant and you, yeah. I'll tell you that. That was so funny. Well, this is good, Tom. You brought Doug Sprinthal on at 7.20. So now you got nothing to talk about until 10 when he's off. <laughs> <laughs> 
I like it. It all works out in the end for we me. We got Tim on the phone. You know, one thing I got to tell you, what you just asked me to do with that Nissan Titan deal, I did a uh, the voiceover for a... a uh, they were kind of dolls, I guess. They were called Rock Lords. Rock they were Lords, action yep. figures. Oh, I remember them, kind of. I remember the <clears> TV remember commercials. Were you the voice on those? Yeah. And the thing about it was, as we did the commercials... their appearance, but no force in the universe can contain the power and the fury of Rock Lord. Shaking, quaking, clashing, breaking, Rock Lord, separately from Tonka. from Tonka. I'm just picturing the guy that wrote that must have been a complete asshole. <laughs> I mean, doesn't it sound <laughs> like really that? really negative. Like, Rock I'm yeah. really glad you uh. played that, Andy, because I was going to tell a story and said, you should hear it sometime, so I'm glad you played it. Because he had me lower my voice so much that when they actually recorded the commercial, or you know, laid out the commercial, yep. for, they cut the low end off. It was it was like, rawr, rawr. It was like yeah, that I bad. Yeah, I could tell by listening to it. Yeah, they cut the bottom end off, and so the low end was <laughs> just gone. Because yep. it literally was like, rock lord. I said, are you sure you want to do it like that? And he goes, yeah, absolutely. I said, it sounds just like Tim Lammers, though. That's the problem. Well, I'm wondering... Uh- I thought I was listening to Catman. Catman. Well, Catman on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> a, a, a Tonka commercial, man. That's pretty cool. I like that. Oh, yeah, God. We did them all back. That was back before uh, City Pages, Channel 11, and Star Tribune destroyed my voiceover career. That was before that. That was nice. Really nice of them. You know what I'm saying? I never had a voiceover career to destroy. Oh, God. Hey, we'd like somebody with a high, squeaky voice that clears his throat a lot. Oh, I got just the guy. <laughs> I told you about that. That was a weird. I got a call from, from the guy at Home Depot. I was doing Home Depot, and he goes, Tom, I, we love working with you. You do a great job, but we got no option. After the newspaper called you a racist, where we can't do it anymore. Yeah, that does make you toxic, doesn't Isn't it? Isn't that amazing that they, they have no problem destroying your career yeah. based on nothing? Isn't that sad it, that human beings would do that? It, it was is. Twitter before Twitter. Yeah, it was yep. uh, Wikipedia that did me in, apparently. They put it up on Wikipedia, and that was it. You oh, see, it was God. just too early. If the strip published it today, no, only five people would have known. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Nobody <laughs> even know anymore. And now most people know better than to trust Wikipedia on basically anything. Yeah, that was, that was just a, the, the timing. It was really, really bad. <laughs> but still, I mean, to have some decency, for Christ's sake, at least check it out. Yeah. That's right. And see if it's even true. But, yeah, uh, too hard. Yeah, it's too much work. You're absolutely right. But in any case, um, i got to run this by all of you guys. So you had um, Kamala Harris, or Kamala Harris, I guess it is. Mm-hmm. Not Kamala, it's Kamala. And you had Mike Pence. Now, the ne- they wanted people are demanding another vice presidential debate, but they want three people involved. They want Kamala Harris. They want Joe Biden. <laughs> And they want Jeff Goldblum. Why? I know. <laughs> I was just going to say that. I'm like, that would be funny. Do you know why, Andy, Jeff Goldblum? Uh, no. He played the fly in the movie. <laughs> and there was a fly on Mike Pence's head last night oh. for like two minutes. It's like a Kafka-esque movie Help where Jeff 
Goldblum turned into a fly. I've seen memes already of uh, Jeff Goldblum from the movie Naked and in that hive thingy or yeah, whatever, yeah. but they put Pence's head on it. Oh, it's very funny. See, now that yeah. that I love. Now that's a good sense of humor. You got Kamala, you got Mike, and you got the fly. <laughs> and it was perfect that his hair is totally white because you could really oh, see yeah. the fly then. Yeah, I well, got it because I thought it was on our move. TV screen. Oh, you did know? you really? Oh, shit, it's actually on his head. It's on his noggin. Yeah, I thought they would do the Raiders of the Lost Ark, where there's a scene where because of how fast flies move and the frame rate of the film, it looks like the bad guy eats a fly on camera, like accidentally. Because huh. there's a fly flying around, and it looks like it goes into his mouth, and then he just you know keeps on going because you know he's in character or whatever. But actually, that's not what happened. Really? But, yeah. So what did happen? It just it flew off so fast that the camera couldn't catch oh, it. Oh, camera couldn't catch it. Yeah, but it okay, looks, yeah, sense. it looks like it went right into his mouth. <laughs> so every for thirty years, people were like, "The guy just ate a bug on camera, and no one cared." Yeah, you, you know, know. The, big, the big question I have with it is, you know, did anybody hear what anybody said in that two minutes and eleven seconds or whatever? Because no. that seems to be getting all the attention to fly, but I think they were talking about racial stuff at the time, too. Well, that's a pretty good guess. Racial stuff? Yeah, yeah that, I, that, I, that I didn't see a second of it, and that would, that's what I would have guessed. I still I need somebody to, be, to explain to me, because that, now they're not going to let it go. Racism, racism, racism is all you did. It's here. Everybody's racist, and all white people are racist, yep. and blah, blah, blah. Explain to me how a black man was elected to the most powerful position on earth if all white people are racist. How did that happen? Democrats rigged the elections. Oh, Don't that's you know what that? it was. So it wasn't <laughs> white people's vote for him. It was fixed. Okay. Yeah, it was only five black guys. And then everybody else, I think it was mostly foreigners. Yeah. It's just, once again, 85% of the commercials in America have at least one black person in them. Why? Because it works. Yeah. Because it sells product. If people see a black person on your commercial, particularly suburban white women, they will buy your product because, oh, this is very nice. This, we're all in this together. Yep. There is no overt racism like they wanted to say in America. You better look at the rest of the world. Yeah, if you Nazis think we're... marching through the streets killing black people. That's what they think is happening, but that's definitely not happening. You heard about that well, one, didn't you? What I... okay. wait, wait, one, just one second, Tim, because I want I you could. to hear this, too. There, uh, a friend of mine sent this. You actually, you actually know the guy who sent this to me. But uh, they asked a bunch of questions of NFL players, uh, African-American NFL players, why do you take a knee for the national anthem? And you should see some of the responses. Oh, no. One of them was this. And they don't say who they are that said this. They got the direct quote, but they will not tell you who said it. They asked one guy, why do you take a knee during the national anthem? And the guy responded, to protest against the Nazis, especially the white ones. <laughs> well, there are black Nazis. So. There are? Oh, there yeah. are? There are not many of them, but there are. I would imagine there aren't too many. <laughs> Jesus. There's Dave Chappelle, and who's the, who's the other one? <laughs> There's only one other one. I just love They have no clue. They have no clue why they're taking a knee. No. There were like 12 responses, and not one of them made any sense. Wow. See, I wouldn't really mind all of this race talk if 
it went, you know, all ways. Yeah. Like, if they I were agree. talking about all just racism in general, but they're always talking about it going one way, which is very suspicious. Well, again, it didn't work, last, didn't, didn't work last time. You don't treat black people like dirt for 200 years and think you're going to fix it by treating white people like dirt. Yeah, that's what that's they think, That's really stupid. It's called but an, an overcorrection. It that's is an overcorrection. That's human nature. They love to overcorrect. Indeed. It's all Well, what true. I was going to say is what happened to that first uh, Democratic debate where Kamala basically called Biden a racist with this busing thing. Did she? Did you remember that? Yeah. No, yeah. yeah, she, uh, she, she didn't call him a racist, but she was basically implying it. Well, at one point she did call him a racist. There's a, there's really? a, yeah, absolutely. There's a recording of her calling Joe Biden a racist. Yeah, it's politics. Yeah, you know, don't worry about that. We'll just throw racism around like it's willy-nilly. That's great. These people are the most disgusting human beings. I think there are some local politicians that work really hard. You know, Jimmy Francis is a good friend. Uh, just had Angie Craig on. Seems very, very nice. Kendall Qualls is a great guy. The local people... I got no problem with it's at that Washington D.C. national level. I'd say I would literally say about eighty percent of them are totally filthy. Not all of them. I think one out of five does a good job, and the yeah, other four are about probably right. They're terrible, it's like terrible car people. salesmen or radio people. Well, exactly. That's a hundred. Pretty decent. That's a hundred percent on both of those, though. There's no eighty percent. It's a hundred percent. You know I what I mean? I think that. I think the thing with Biden, that whole deal was, didn't he side with some seg? segregationist he did, yes. on something yep. and it was something to do with busing. Yes, yes, that's exactly that's right. Well, the Black Panther sided with segregationists too, so. Yeah, they did. Well, I was a kid in Boston when they invented busing and it did not go over well with any of the no. communities. No. <laughs> I they see. sent oh, the buses into Roxbury to pick up these young black kids and take them out to the burbs and exactly. nobody was happy. But the Bostonians handled it by going completely crazy and burning buses. You mean by being violent? By being Bostonians. That's hard to believe. <laughs> We've got to take a break. We'll be right back. Timmy Lambers joins us, ladies and gentlemen. Tom Bernard here with CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Great to have you here, Michael. Thanks, Tom. Always a pleasure to be with you. One thing we keep talking about is that North American Banking Company is a community bank. Why is that important? Well, two things. First, as a locally owned and operated bank, we move quickly for our customers when it matters most. You're not waiting for a loan decision to come out of state or making the decision right here at your home. Secondly, our customers appreciate the fact that we get to know them and understand their goals. For many of our customers, we're coaches, mentors, and sometimes sounding boards for their ideas. It's hard to get that from a big bank, but it's something we do just because it's Tuesday. Well, that sounds like a great way to do business. All of our employees are working to help meet your business needs. It's how we create loyalty. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company? A better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Oh my God. Breaking news, feds reveal plot to kidnap Governor Gretchen Whitmer. What the hell did she do? Wait, so the feds were planning to do it? or No, they reveal a plot to kidnap Governor Gretchen Whitmer. She's, isn't she? Michigan. Yeah, Michigan way She's left. She's a far lefty Democrat that shut yeah. down the state. And the, there's a, well, there all these far right, two A, we're going to take over the country people. That are, I'm sure that's who it is. That's, that's, six guys are going to kidnap her. Six of them. 
I'm wondering. Well, should they I say? I got to track down to see who the hell is. Who the hell? Why would they do that? The allegations of this complaint are deeply disturbing, said the U.S. Attorney for Eastern uh, District of Michigan. Here they are. Uh, six people plotted to kidnap Governor Gretchen Whitmer at her northern Michigan vacation home with the intention of trying to uh, trying her for treason. These might be far righties, do you think? I think so. I think they probably <laughs> relatives chance. of uh, Tim McVeigh, wasn't he from Detroit originally or I Michigan? So. I, I think, think it he was. was. I think you're right. Yeah. Well, he was from Michigan. I don't know about the Detroit area, but uh, they wanted to take violent action against certain government and law enforcement components. Came to the FBI's attention earlier this year via social media. So you were you were you really talking about kidnapping a governor on Twitter? They weren't doing that, really, were they? You don't have to be very smart to be a criminal. It said it said on social media, per a sworn affidavit, the group's ideas ran from taking a sitting governor to storming the state's Capitol building and leaving with hostages. You put this on social media? People talk about killing Trump all the time on Twitter. No they one cares. do. Really? Yeah. And they, they put that up there. Yeah. No one and cares. And they leave it there. Yeah. Do they really? Oh, oh my yeah. God, that's disgusting. I am so glad I'm not on that piece of yeah, crap. People talk about killing politicians all the time. Oh, and they, that's okay with them. Yep. How is that okay? As long as it doesn't cut into their profits or power, Twitter isn't going to care. But I thought offensive language, like, like dangerous language, was not allowed by Twitter and Facebook. No, Twitter doesn't care at all. Twitter doesn't care at all. That guy's a complete dirtbag, yeah, that Jack is. Dorsey or whatever Facebook his name does is. crack down on that sort of thing, but Twitter only, like, if the media draws attention to it, then they'll crack down on oh, it. Oh, yeah, but, sure. But, yeah, just like people talking. I could probably find, let's see, see how many uh, tweets of such I can find. <clears throat> You'd believe this, Timmy? Honestly, God, Tim, you can threaten to kill the president on Twitter and nobody cares. Well, wouldn't in the old days, don't don't the Secret Service folks uh, knock on doors after stuff like that? That's what I thought, but apparently now you can threaten to kill anybody. What happened? I told you eight years ago, and don't come crying to me now. I told people eight years ago, get off of Twitter and and all of that crap because it's going to destroy the world. Well, one more reason to watch The Social Dilemma, because, again, thank you, Doug, for bringing that to my attention. Yep. Um, You know, what? I don't know if you remember this one guy at the end, and I don't know which big tech company he worked for, because all these people are ex-employees, and they're not disgruntled. They more or less are remorseful for, you know, going with these ideas that they thought would be positive, and then they turned into Frankenstein, a digital Frankenstein. Right. Um, but he, one of them, one of them, they asked, said, "Well, what's your greatest fear?" And he said, "Civil war." <sighs> so it, it is such of a fascinating thing. It, the, the movie will piss you off to no end, but it is all completely one hundred percent true. Even though Facebook now has put out a big thing, you know, making there's eight bullet points of why it's wrong and it's BS. Uh uh-uh. uh Watch it. It doesn't take much of a. It doesn't take a brain surgeon to realize these people are right on the money with everything. Right. Uh, with the hate and divide that all of these these uh, things have caused, all these social media outlets. I have a question for you, Tim. This is for you and Andy and Doug. Um, news reporting has been prevalent since 1955. I would say at least, uh, certainly on radio and the newspaper long before then, but on TV starting in 1955, you got all the news covered on radio, television, in the newspapers, 
uh, you know, it was all covered, right? Yeah. So why, I have to believe that people have gotten a lot crazier since you hear so many stories now about people. You aren't going to believe this story when I read this to you. This actually happened, and you should see the psychopath father. This guy looks like he's completely insane. You ready for this story? Sitting down. God, Sidney Deal is his name. A 27-year-old Nevada man is charged with refusing to allow his car windows to be broken when his one-year-old daughter was locked inside. She died of the heat. This guy wouldn't let the cops break his car window, and he let his daughter die rather than break a car window. Now, can't cops see... Now, again, now I should point out this man is black, so is it because of that the cops wouldn't do anything because they'd be, oh, look what they did. I do wonder, yeah. You know, this this black-white thing has got to be resolved one way or another because this is now where, a one-year-old. Where did that happen? Nevada. Jesus. Well, he's a Nevada man. I assume it, uh, yeah, okay. it was in Nevada. Well, said, you know, I would think that most people, you would hope anyway, would have common sense to say, you know what, this they're doing their, their duty. This isn't anything personally with the man apart from the fact they're trying to save his daughter. But you know damn well, no matter how much good and how yep. much positive things people do in the world, somebody will find something to bitch about. Well, and in this, I just wonder, because it's the cops and the man is black, uh, and he said, you will not break my windows in my car. Uh, normally, they would have just said, blow it out your ass, pal. We're going to save this little girl. But literally, it would have been cops, once again, preying on a black man, wouldn't it? Because it's white people, by the way, that do that. It's not black people write those stories. That's all your honkies that went to college for a half an hour. Well, don't be surprised now if the narrative, because that's all it is, is uh, is going to be spun in a way that the cops didn't do their job. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's no question. Why didn't they just go ahead and do it? They should have known he was distraught. Yeah, it's going to be their fault. No, no matter what happened, it was going to be their fault. You know, I often wonder, especially these days, my dad, I mean, how would he have functioned in this world oh, that God, we live in today as a cop? As a cop? <laughs> <laughs> you know what, the, one of the most uh, interesting things that, you know, came when after he passed away now, it's, it'll be three years in April, is that I had people come up to me at his wake and stuff, and I had people on social media reach out to me. Some of them were busted by him at one point or another, and they said to me, you know what, he put me on the straight path. There are good things to come out of of uh, you know doing your job and and make sure making sure people don't uh, break the law because you know it, it was a very touching thing to me that people would say that you know yeah. not too many but right, right. you know and they weren't arrested for they were you know you know high schoolers or whatever raising hell whatever but enough to you know get a warning or get get a ticket or busted right and uh, so you know but it's like God I don't know I honestly don't know how cops function now I don't uh, with that I don't thing either. hanging over their head all the time all the time i know you're right uh officer said that on monday afternoon sydney deal got in a fight with his girlfriend who asked him and his daughter to leave her place he allegedly put his daughter in the car and started it then went back and continued to argue with his girlfriend for 15 minutes Upon leaving again, he realized he had locked his keys inside the car. He then asked his girlfriend to call his insurance company, but told her to end the call when he didn't like the price given to send out a locksmith. See, there's a little girl in there dying, you moron. 
How do you not know? Are you that stupid? I have a feeling this guy might not be a genius. Yeah, possibly. Should this go down the path of negligent homicide? Oh, God, yes. yeah. Uh, there's no question. But he should go to prison. <clears throat> Absolutely. He finally flagged down police officers after the girl had been in the car for 42 minutes, police say, but he refused to let them break his windows to get her out, saying he could not afford the damage. He at one point also called his brother, who came to the scene and tried to convince him to allow him to break the window to no avail. Deal, who said his daughter was walking around the car until she laid down on the floor, insisted the air conditioning was on and she was fine. He thought she'd gone to sleep, but when authorities finally did break the window after what they estimate was more than an hour since she... So after 18 minutes, they just went ahead and broke the windows anyway. Unfortunately, she was already dead. I just, seriously, this is all over paying for a jump start or, or a locksmith or a broken window. How much is a car window now, Doug? You work in the car industry. Well, it depends like anything, but a couple hundred bucks. So yeah. a couple hundred bucks, no, I'd rather have my daughter die. Yeah. Spend well, I mean, it, obviously it doesn't matter what the price is. You do the right thing. You do the right thing. Well, yeah. But, I mean, the, it's not like we're talking about, you know, a $500,000 debt that he's going to be going into. You know, it's a $200 window. God. Here, I just deal has been charged with child abuse or neglect causing substantial bodily harm. His mother, the grandmother of the daughter, tells Channel 8 News her son truly believed his daughter would be okay in the air conditioning. Well, I'm sure he did, but that doesn't make him right. God, what a dimwit. See, the, the, the frustrating thing for me is the stupid people in the world, yeah. people of all origins, all skin colors, all genders, and orientations, and all the rest of it. My God, there are a lot of morons in this country it's and like in this world. If you shoot a gun into the air, you don't believe that you're going to shoot someone, but you sometimes you do. Sometimes and in you that do. case, you are charged with negligent homicide because it's you're, true. you were wrong and you're dumb. Sorry. It's true. We shall be back with segment three, and hopefully uh, a one-year-old girl won't have to die in the next segment. That'd be really nice. That'd be good. We'll be back. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry, this 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. Northern Metal Fab right off the interstate in Baldwin, Wisconsin is a custom job shop specializing in large-scale projects. Northern Metal Fab is now hiring for all positions, including welders, painters, and inspectors, to provide quality craftsmanship to their customers. Northern Metal Fab is growing, and their growth is your opportunity. Northern Metal Fab offers competitive pay, excellent benefits, and more. Apply online today at nmfinc.com. That's nmfinc.com. Northern Metal Fab is an equal opportunity employer. Yeah, I got to be honest with you. For the first time in my life, my dad looks like a pretty good guy stacking yeah. up against this moron. You're, you're complaining about him all the time. Yeah, Jesus, <laughs> never killed. Bat. Had seven kids, didn't kill any. Didn't of kill them. any of them. He tried, but I don't hey, know if Tim, it didn't work out for him or whatever. Yes, I uh, have a new favorite actress. You should keep an eye on this woman. Do you know who Jesse Buckley is? No. Okay, so she uh, started in first big role was in Chernobyl. She's a 30 year old Irish actress. And then she was the star of I'm Thinking of Ending Things. 
And now oh, she plays yeah. the Minnesota Angel of Death nurse in uh, Fargo. Uh, in Fargo. Oh, is that right? Yeah. She's in yeah. Fargo. Yeah, I mean, she's she's got. I had no no idea she was Irish till I looked her up. I mean, she's got a ton of range, and she just, you know, in Chernobyl, she was like a Russian uh, woman that came down with radiation sickness and died. And and then I'm thinking yeah. of ending things. She was like a played a American intellectual. So it's uh, keep an eye on her. She's only thirty. I got a feeling she's just getting started. I have a question for you. How does Fargo tie into a TV show about Kansas City? I, who knows? I, <laughs> I, mean, I was like, it's what? Like, it's the car selling secrets. It's the, <laughs> the, the podcast deal. that doesn't talk about cars. That's right. Car selling I secrets. They got, such a secret we don't even talk about. They got the idea from us. Yeah, you did. They stole they your idea, man. Suing they those bastards. You should. Yeah. What's you the should. address of Fargo, uh, Tim? Do you happen to have it? The address no. of Fargo. What's her name? You mean Jace? the production company? Jamie Buckley? Jesse Buckley. Jesse Buckley. Jesse Buckley, yeah. I still hey, have Hey, I would like to share something positive on social media, if you wouldn't mind. No, that never happens. I, got, I, I posted this, um, and it's gotten a lot of uh, favorable responses, a lot of laughing emojis. Uh, this is the first time I've ever received a fortune like this from a fortune cookie on, was it Monday or Tuesday, I posted it. I opened it up and it said, your sports team will be very successful this year. Oh, really? So the Gophers are going to be good, huh? <laughs> <laughs> the wow. best, one of the best responses I got was from uh, Philly's buddy Wenzo, who I've become friends with. Great guy, great mm-hmm. jazz musician. He, Wenzo said... They are successfully helping the Packers win the division. So, you know, again, no, perspective. Very successful. No, it's true. Good point. It's a very I good never point. Have re- I never have opened a, a fortune cookie with such a fortune like that before, though. What Honest the hell? No, that's amazing. Weirdest fortune I've ever heard was actually Alex Gerard, And it said, I quote, You can't possibly live long enough to make them all yourself. To make what all yourself? It did not elaborate. You can't possibly live long enough to make them all yourself. Yeah. We were very confused for quite a while. I'm still confused. Until I Googled it, and it's part of a longer quote. Oh. It goes, learn from the mistakes of others. You can't possibly live long enough to make them all yourself. But they omitted the first sentence. Actually, They they omitted the first sentence, so it's like, what are they talking about? What are we trying to make? And why are we I dying? like thought-provoking fortunes, uh, although, you know, it isn't very thought-provoking. I mean, I think it's pretty clear, right, your, your sports team sucks. Well, yeah. <laughs> Do you know, remember the Stan Laurel fortune cookie one, but I think by the time it was recorded, it started out as a fortune cookie joke, but I think, I don't remember if they put it in the movie as that or not. They did put it in the movie, but Stan Laurel had, it was open, <laughs> opening up a fortune cookie, and Ollie goes, what does your fortune say, Stanley? Well... You can lead a horse to water, but a pencil must be led. <laughs> that was his fortune and his fortune cookie. Not really a fortune. Wow. <laughs> it's actually not bad. Yeah? You can lead a horse to water. And you know what the, the kids all say, you know? Hmm. A pencil's a graphite. That's true. Oh, Shut up. That's true, they are. <laughs> Joke killer. <laughs> Joke killer. But a pencil yeah. must be graphite. Yeah, that's mm, that doesn't it. that doesn't work too well no, anymore. No, it's not as good. It, it, so... Lead pencils were actually lead pencils. Uh, for a long time, yeah. I didn't know that. That was long before our time, though, I assume. Uh, I don't know. Oh, so he looks at his dad and goes, oh, I don't think well, it was before your out. time there. 
Let's find <laughs> out. Stab me right so in the back. So that's a reminder, Tom, that if you have not seen it, Doug, because I know you've seen it, Tom, is the great movie Stan and Ollie. I have oh, not seen really that. I would good. like to see that. Really good. Steve They're... Coogan is a drop dead. Uh, he is. He yep. is a clone of, of Stan Laurel. He is. And John C. Riley plays Oliver Hardy, and it is terrific. Hanging out with the chicks, man, was the whole deal. My only problem with John C. Riley is he was so great in Talladega Nights that I, every time I see him, I just think of that character. And Brothers. Yeah. He was phenomenal. <laughs> he was in that. He's a very good actor. He's funny. Good guy. He's a very. He was on the show a couple times. Really good guy. Apparently, lead lead pencils haven't existed for many hundreds of years. See, but apparently, kids still used to get lead poisoning from them because the paint on the outside contained. <laughs> <laughs> So you chew your pencil, and there you go, lead poisoning. And then you get lead poisoning. So we have a question for Doug from the chat that I don't understand. There we go. And I think you will. He says, we've watched the first two episodes of Fargo so far. I seem to remember the nurse who actually poisons the Italian family boss came from Fargo. Ask Doug if I'm correct. Yep, that's the gal that I was just talking about. Oh, uh, well, there you go. Oh, Jesse, Jesse Buckley. Buckley. There yeah, else. if you, uh, you get it, it's a really weird Charlie Kaufman movie. Not like there were any normal ones, that's but there's true. a movie she's in called "I'm Thinking of Ending Things," and it's uh, oh, that's pleasant. She's well, it's it's such a bizarre thing, and I can't tell you what really is going on because it had ruined it if you ever see it. But she's just terrific in that as well. And I had no idea she was Irish until I just happened to look it up. The bright now, what's her Minnesota Lillian? connection? She's she moved here or something? No, she plays a, a, a Minnesota oh. nurse. She's yeah. got the heavy Norsky accent. Oh, and she does? She's she murdering people and poisoning <laughs> oh, people God. and all kinds of stuff. And... The character is from Fargo. Right, yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. No, she's okay. Irish. Okay, okay um, I have a the question. The from Fargo. This is a very important question. I watched season one of Fargo, thought it was terrific. Season two I thought was dreadfully bad. Season three, I never watched, but I heard it's the worst of the three. Oh, that's nice. Uh, did, did you watch Which season three? Which one was season two? Was that about the drug dealers up in the North spa- Dakota? The spaceship and all that. Oh, uh, that spaceship. Because the, the, it must have been three was about the drug dealers up in North Dakota. I thought that was pretty good. Well, was it pretty good? Because yeah. some people tell me it's terrible and others say it's pretty good. Yeah. So I don't know if to start at three, because two I'm not going to watch. Just go right to dreadful. four. I mean, they're not, none of them are con- the stories They're not connected, connected I know that. But you kind of sequence it. Yeah. Oh, no, I can go right to four. I can it's do like that. true detectives. I mean, the first yeah, one was brilliant, right. and then the rest of them terrible. were just absolutely horrible. They Season two was a beautician, and her husband, who was a butcher, had a hit and oh, run. Oh, yeah. Right. And why is there a spaceship in it? Or the flying saucer? Rider's strike. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, let's yeah, yeah, bring in the spaceship. It's <laughs> a good point. Yeah, it shows up when the cops are. This guy opens fire in a dinette and kills a bunch of people. And then when the cops show up, for some reason... And it was no. up in Bemidji, right? I think the second I one. I think that might think be right. Bemidji, yeah. I think yeah, there you're is right. A, there's a recurring UFO. What? I never understood. Why is... Why? That is... Yeah. And apparently it's never explained. It just kind of is there. It's really stupid. Mm. But I would say so far that the fourth... Uh, season is as good as the first. Well, the first was phenomenal, so I will watch the fourth. Now, the second season, Patrick Wilson is in, right? Yes, he's very good in it. He is a terrific actor. He is. He doesn't get nearly the credit he deserves. And Ted Danson's in it, too, I think, season two. Wow. Um, 
we watched a few of the episodes way, way back, right after it came, just after it came out. We watched it, and they're both in, and they're both really good. It's just this annoying UFO thing. It's like I, I can't watch this, this UFO. But apparently, in the final episode of the, of the season, this thing shows up at the end again. Yeah, it was. It's like what? Whatever. But yeah, maybe so I'll just I take it you never that. watch X Files. Yeah, I was going to say it's. Oh no, no, like no! I loved X Files because they explained why there were UFOs. Yeah, in that. yeah, it's like the whole idea was yeah, aliens and stuff was happening. So it made se- there was internal consistency. It's like you know, if you're watching an episode of a show that has nothing to do with aliens, and all of a sudden an alien shows up, it's like it just doesn't make any sense. You know, one of my favorite things about X Files to this day was her name, Jillian Anderson. Yeah, yeah. Jillian Anderson was on the KQ Morning Show, and she is such a smart ass. Very nice person, but she literally is just a wise ass. And I said, you know, I, I got to be honest with you, Jillian. Uh, I have some great episodes. Uh, you know, I love the show anyway, but I have some very, very special to me episodes that I really, really liked. Do you have one episode that you you really liked above all the others? And she goes, Yeah, actually, I did. And I said, uh, Well, which episode was that? And she goes, um, If I remember correctly, it was episode E seventeen oh nine nine fifteen. Said very funny, mm-hmm. smart ass. <laughs> she gives me the episode series. I know the number. production code. I just don't know the title. Yeah, I don't know the title. I know the production code, <laughs> which I thought was very funny. Actually, uh, we get a break here, Timmy. Your time flies again, Pally. It does. It does. Uh, have a great weekend, and we will talk next week on the queue. On the queue. Thanks, right. Timmy. Yeah. We will be back with Hour 2, and Hour 2 brings us... Car Selling Secrets, the Church Lady episode. The Church Lady, baby. Miss Sarah is going to join us in the studio shortly, and a female Episcopalian priest friend of mine named Dana. So this is going to be Dana fun. Dana the priest. Yep. All right, works Don't, for me. No swearing. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> no taking the Lord's name in vain. Let's see, no adultery. No adultery uh, during the no show. No coveting thy neighbor. Excellent. We'll be right back. We will.